Hey everyone, and welcome to the Flatlining Podcast, the podcast that brings you great healthcare analysis and discussion each week. I'm Matthew Handley from flatlining.net. For those of you who read the Friday Pulse Check, uh, especially those of you who read it last week, firstly, thank you. And secondly, this may sound a little bit repetitive, but I have a different point that I want to make today than I did then. On this Flatlining Podcast Short, I want to discuss the role healthcare might play in the 2022 midterms. On the Friday Pulse Check, I wrote about the former Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, Eric Hargan's recent column in Real Clear Health. Mr. Hargan claimed that Americans had succumbed to an unseemingly creeping authoritarianism during the pandemic. And this seems to be the talking point for many state and local elections in this year's midterm. The federal government doesn't and didn't mandate many of the restrictions we experienced during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, it's true that the CDC made recommendations, but it was governors and state health departments that made the ultimate decisions and enforced them in their localities. Federally, the only major orders that I can think of were mask mandates on airplanes and public transportation and in federal government buildings, and testing and vaccination requirements for people traveling to the United States. It was at the local level that we saw the drastic measures that Mr. Hargan discussed in his column. It's because these measures were taken at the state and local level that they will play such an important role in this year's midterms, particularly at that lev- at those levels. Take Michigan, where I live, for an example. One of the Republican candidates uh, le- seeking to unseat uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Garrett Saldano, rose to fame here in the state when he formed an organization that helped repeal the 1945 law that Governor Gretchen Whitmer was using to justify her COVID-19 restrictions. His campaign platform emphasizes the need to do away with these types of laws. Now, that 1945 law was created after the riots in Detroit and gave the governor a significant amount of power to bypass the state legislature in emergency settings. Because COVID-19 was considered an emergency setting, the governor thought that she had the power to override the state legislature. I agree with the Michigan Supreme Court that this seems to violate the state constitution, it seems to violate the separation of powers, and basically renders the legislature useless in matters of an emergency. But we still had restrictions in Michigan even after that law was repealed by the Supreme Court, as the power was then passed to the state health department, which was legal as well. So the Republicans here in Michigan are banking on being anti-COVID restrictions, even though everything now is basically back to normal. So flipping to the other side of the coin, we'll talk about Governor Whitmer. Just last night, I saw an ad for her on TV, and in the ad, she praised the fact that she was able to reopen 98% of public schools after the COVID-19 lockdowns. I think she has to realize that she needs to be on the defensive about her COVID policy, especially when her COVID success is, I opened the schools after I closed them. At the state and local level, Democrats who had tough COVID-19 restrictions are going to face a lot of campaign ads from the Republican challengers over their COVID policies. And in Michigan, it appears that she would rather talk about something else, Governor Whitmer rather, after, and after all, she did campaign originally on, quote, fixing the damn roads. And there are now more road construction here in Michigan than I've ever seen. This strategy Focusing on COVID might work for Republicans at the state and local levels. Voters have a long memory about what happens in their local community, and Republicans start to remind Michiganders that Governor Whitmer at one point tried to keep them from buying garden supplies and paint, 
they may think twice about how COVID was done here in Michigan. I suspect, however, that at the federal level, COVID-19 will play a much smaller role. Biden doesn't have to run right now, but if he did, he would surely campaign on the vaccine rollout or declining hospitalizations or even the opening of the Canadian border. Democrats in the House and Senate aren't going to focus on COVID policy as much because they didn't have a role, for the most part, in those policies, and rather they're going to focus on expanding government health care programs. As we discussed almost a month ago, Senator Bernie Sanders had introduced a bill in a committee that would have allowed the United States to buy drugs from Canada and the United Kingdom. This way, because they have lower prices, we could get a discount on those drugs here in the United States. Obviously, the drug companies aren't going to like that, and they might stop selling to those countries if we were to do something like that. He's also pushed for his Medicare for All bill, and other Democrats have argued for Medicare negotiating drug prices. Those seem to be the health care rallying calls right now among the Democrats in Congress. And even right now, Republicans might find West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin an ally in some causes, such as right to life or climate policy, but even he has voted to expand the Affordable Care Act multiple times. Contrast that with Republicans. I have not seen a clear Republican response to anything going on in Washington recently. Do you remember back in February when Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds decried COVID policy as part of her response to the State of the Union? Other than talking about COVID-19, she didn't talk about anything else related to health care and didn't provide any clear path for health care policy for Republicans, especially to run on in this midterm year. I predicted it then, and it seems to be coming true now, that Republicans on the federal level are going to have a tough battle responding to the healthcare proposals coming from the Democrats. It isn't that I agree with most of them, or any of them, but that I understand that they are real, pro- real proposals and that they are actual attempts to fix the problems we have. I've seen nothing from the Republicans. So in short, in this 2022 midterm election cycle, expect to hear a lot about COVID at the state and local level, possibly as far down as your local mayoral races. But at the federal level, for the congressional representatives and the senators, senators, the conversation will surround the Affordable Care Act and the importance of expanding federal health care programs. Let us know what you think by sending us an email to flatlining at substack.com or by tweeting myself or Ron Howergan. I'm at Radio Handley and Ron is at Ron Howergan on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to my weekly e-newsletter, the Friday Pulse Check as well. And that's at flatlining.net. The Flatlining Podcast is a production of Flatlining.net and Fulcrum Strategies. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Be sure to subscribe to the Flatlining Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matthew Handley. Have a good week.